Welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. Here we share our favorite destinations, travel tips, stories from our adventures, and bring on awesome guests to share insights into their travelsome lives. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out our detailed show notes at twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes. Hey, welcome to another episode of Two Travel Dads Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Chris. And today we've got Universal Islands of Adventure here at the Universal Orlando Resort, which I love. I think it's one of the coolest things we've got here in Florida. I think it's one of the best theme parks that I've been to. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm sorry. It's my favorite. <laughs> there you have it. End of episode right there. <laughs> no, um, it really is remarkable. So we, we've recorded a couple other podcast episodes about Universal, including one specifically about Universal Studios and another about just Universal Orlando Resort as a whole. So today we're digging into Islands of Adventure, its rides, what makes it so cool, um, everything to kind of watch for and expect in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, which this this park has the Hogsmeade section, so that's where you'll find Hogwarts and everything. And yeah, let's dig in. I think that this theme park offers more fun and thrill than any other park we've been to. I'd say more fun, more thrill, even more like character encounters because yeah. it's got a mishmash of uh, Harry Potter uh, and Marvel. Yeah, Harry Potter. There's Marvel Superhero Island. There's um, Toon Lagoon. There is uh, the whole Jurassic World thing, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. You've got the Lost Continent section where you've got some really cool theming. Ooh, we can't forget to talk about the restaurant. Oh, um, yeah, we will. And then... Seuss Landing, which I think that's where we should actually start, is talking about Seuss Landing. You want to start there? I, I, yeah, I think it's awesome. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish? Oh, I do get sick on that. <laughs> I get sick on everything that goes around in a circle. But a Seuss Landing, I think, is the coolest, most kid-friendly place I've ever been. Like, it's um, it's Dr. Seuss, but live in front of you, all around you. Yeah, it's, I mean, wonderfully themed. They've got great brides. Yeah, cute little shops to get some snacks, and it's usually when when Oliver wants to go ride the Hulk, I take him to go ride the Hulk because I can do that ride. Yeah, and then and Elliot and I will ride Robin, Cat in the Hat. Yeah, <laughs> they go to Seuss Landing. It's their favorite thing to do. It's well, I mean, it's got the really cool train that goes through the sky where you're you know hearing different stories about the Sneeches and going through the alphabet. You get some really cool views. You've got the carousel which mm-hmm. is carousel oh yeah but, well but also once you get off that that train ride though that's when you get the fudge that we get to eat when we oh, meet up yeah. with you again i do love the fudge <laughs> um so we were talking about in in our universal studios episode about how there's a lot of candy in diagon alley there are more treats and good eats in islands of adventure than over in studios 100%. <laughs> including all of the delicious fudge of all the colors that it should not be um, when you're in Seuss Landing, like bright green fudge, pink fudge, all that stuff. So good, so delicious, and totally worth <laughs> totally worth getting. And it's nice to ride. The, I know it makes you sick, but the one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish is a great ride because you can also get wet. And sometimes when it's really hot oh, gosh, at the park, yeah. you just want to cool off. And so uh, it's, it's fun to get on there and hope to get sprayed. Yeah, no, but it's in, one of the things that I think makes Seuss Landing so great is that there are also, in addition to the cool rides, the really cool theming, cool food like you know green eggs and ham and stuff like that. Uh, there's also a lot of characters. Yeah. So I mean, 
at Christmas time, you will see the Grinch everywhere. Sam I Am goes around. I've seen uh, the Lorax. You see Thing One, Thing Two. Thing One and Thing Two. Cat in the Hat. Like it's 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 where it's at. Yeah, it's it's kind of like when you are in Fantasyland over in the Magic Kingdom, which we have an episode all about Magic Kingdom too. Yeah, it, it's really incredible that there's actually lots and lots of characters there. And it's just a good spot to take kids. Yeah. Because I think that's what's lacking over at Universal Studios is a really great kids Kid area. Kid-friendly area, yeah. And that's what Seuss Landing is. I agree. Well, and so other great kid-friendly area is um, Marvel Superhero Island. So that is just, you know, kind of across the lagoon from Seuss Landing. And um, it's interesting. So if you go to Disneyland, there's the whole Marvel Avengers campus, and that's in California. And, you know, you'll see Spider-Man and they've got all the Marvel stuff going on because, you know, Disney owns Marvel. But once upon a time, uh, Marvel was not owned by Disney and they struck up a deal with um, Universal to create Superhero Island. And as long as that exists and that contract continues to get renewed, there won't be Marvel characters over in Disney World. Um that are featured in Superhero Island. Interesting. Disney so if you want your superheroes, go to Universal. Yeah. Uh, so in Florida, that's where you'll find your superheroes. But it is actually, there's some really great rides there, but some really cool character encounters too. So the best looking Captain America and best looking Spider-Man I've ever seen were there in uh, Superhero Island, like way better than what I've seen in Disneyland. And then they've got the whole um, Cafe 4 experience where you get to go in and have actual character dining with... Oh, know, that's where we got the best pictures of the yeah. kids with Rogue and Yeah, Spider-Man, all the X-Men. All the X-Men, yeah. It's so cool. Like, the characters are kind of off the hook in Islands of Adventure. I, I, I think it is part of what makes it such a cool place. But anyways, since we're talking about Superhero Island, what's your favorite ride over there? Oh, gosh. That uh, now is the Velociraptor. No, no, Superhero Island. Oh, Superhero Island. Uh, what, so what my favorite is Spider-Man. I was going to say, I think, it, I think it's Spider-Man. I think the Spider-Man ride is super awesome. Oh. It's very similar to the Transformers ride in Universal Studios Florida. Um, and it's not at all like Web Slingers, which is at the Marvel Avengers Campus in Disneyland. Like, this is very, very different. This is so cool. Really cool comic book effects. I love it. Oh, yeah, it's, and, and the queuing is really great. Yeah. Uh, and while I do, Spider-Man is amazing, I have to take it back, because for me, it is the incredible Hulk coaster. Ugh. Uh, and, and I know, but it's, <laughs> it's so fast, and it's so fun. The G-force on the Hulk is it, it, something Oliver about and I do it, it all the time. It. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> My body can't handle it. I will say, it's not the smoothest coaster, so that's why we'll, we'll talk about it. Velociraptor <laughs> is so smooth. If they could find some way to retrofit the Hulk coaster to be smooth like that, it would be amazing. Because I will say my neck hurts just a little bit yeah. getting off that ride because you got to really hold yourself. Uh, but it's so much fun. Or like smooth like Iron Gwazi over in Bush Gardens. That's another smooth Because ride. that one is amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Hulk is, is really cool. And one of the things that I like about it, even though I don't like to ride it, is I like to hang out and wait for them. And Ellie and I will hang out underneath one of the loops mm-hmm. and watch everybody go over us. Where and the mist and the splashes. Yeah, it's so cool. Oliver loves going through the mist. Yeah, it's 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 a remarkable roller coaster. I will give it that, even though it's not my favorite thing to do. So moving right along, talking about kid-friendly stuff and stuff that really is just awesome. 
Over in the whole Toon Lagoon area, there are two astoundingly wonderful soaking wet water rides. Like, you've never gotten wet on a water ride until you have done the Bilge Rat Barges. It's my favorite. It's and so much fun. Rip Saw Falls. Those are my two absolute favorites. When you're hot and you need to cool off or, or just to have a lot of fun because you just don't know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, who's going to get hit with water. It's just so much fun. And as Oliver would say, it's very suspensive as you're going <laughs> on that ride. Which do you like more, Ripsaw Falls or Bilge Rat Barges? Bilge Rat Barges. So Bilge Rat Barges is the Popeye-themed ride, which it's funny because like our kids are young enough that Popeye has not been a part of their lives whatsoever. Yeah. They don't care. They just they still love it. It's super cool. And it's one of those ones where it's like the big, like call it a big inner tube, right? Yeah. That you're going down like a river and falls and yeah, bouncing yeah. around. And it's got the big wheel handlebar in the middle. So it's that that uh, that type of water ride. Yeah. So like Animal Kingdom at Disney World, they've got the Kali River Rapids. And then Bush Gardens over in Tampa has the Conga River Rapids. In mm-hmm. California Adventure at Disneyland, they've got Grizzly River Rapids. And here they've got bilge rat barges. And this one it's of all of those is the best. The best. Hands down. It's so much fun. Um, and then Ripsaw Falls, which is across the walkway. Which is, I do really like. I love I it. I love Ripsaw Falls. It's like Rocky Bullwinkle, like uh, Dudley Do-Right themed. It's so cool. It's hilarious to go through just because it's so ridiculous. But it has the best drops. So it's, it's a flume ride, just like Splash Mountain is a flume ride. And you will not be dry. You won't be dry. No part of you will be dry. Your That's, entire yeah. being the will point be soaked. Is to is to get wet. Now, if you are riding these rides, like let's say it's your one time shot to you know to visit Florida and go to Universal, and you're like, I gotta ride these rides, uh, and you do get soaked. They have these human dryers oh, that you can pay to go in, and it just blasts warm air at you. I thought like you were gonna say you got lockers that you can rent because there's no, lockers, there are lockers. But, yeah, but that, I mean, you still <laughs> will get wet. And obviously, you can get. Uh, Ponchos, right? But ponchos do fun no good that? on those, and it doesn't do any good on those no. because the way that the ride vehicles are designed, you get wet from underneath. underneath. Mm-hmm. Like no, yeah, oh. ponchos are a waste of money. And <laughs> we've talked about this before, but you can't go wrong with a nice pair of Keens. Yeah, Keens, Keens <laughs> are the best theme park shoes. Mm-hmm. They're the best shoes for Hawaii. Uh, they're the best for theme parks. They're the best for working in the yard. <laughs> they're just they're they're not the best if you're in winter. Oh, okay. Unless well, you yeah. get the nice winter Keens, which I do have my great Keens snow boots. Oh, we have to pack those this week. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right. But yeah, no, Keens are great for Universal Studios. So yeah, so that's that's what's going on in Toon Lagoon. There's lots of other things there. It's that we don't do, I don't think. Well, no, it's it's a lot of there's shops and restaurants that oh, are all yeah. very vintage comic book themed, like Kathy and Prince Valiant and Hagar the Horrible. Hagar like, the Horrible, that's right. Yeah, if you remember like, Sunday, yeah, your Sunday comic strip, right? You're, you're going to enjoy that. That's exactly that what it is. Like the kids are like, I don't know what this is, <laughs> but it's because. And it's I don't stuff. feel like it's dated. No, it's really cool for for being stuff that like we don't even get a paper, mm-hmm. but. For being stuff that is like from our childhood, it still looks totally fresh and fun. And, and it is fun. Yeah. And also there's water that sprays everywhere as you walk through Toon Lagoon. So you can't go wrong on a hot day. Good times. Um, moving right along. Let's Wait, go- real quick. What? Is there a water ride in Universal Studios? Is that one big difference? Oh, 
You're right. Universal Studios Florida cool does off. not have any water rides whatsoever. No, and they even took out the Curious George Land, so you can't cool off. Yeah. Ooh, that's a great call out. Hot summer day, and that's why you should get passes for Volcano Bay in conjunction with yeah. Universal Studios. Or stay in a hotel really close by, so you can go swim because it's so hot. Next up, after you get out of Toon Lagoon, is this kind of funky zone, like a nomad zone, where you've got Kong, Skull Island. It kind of doesn't fit anything, but it also is kind of... Isn't it like on your way to Jurassic Park, though? Yeah, like it kind of is a smooth transition into Jurassic World. Exactly. But Kong Kong is pretty cool. It's got amazing effects. It's another one of those immersive rides, but... It's immersive in a totally different way. Like, it's not in front of you. It's happening all around you. Yeah, on, on both sides. Like, and the queue is scarier than the ride itself. The queue is terrifying. The kids scream. I think it's scarier <laughs> than the mummy. I mean, I wouldn't scream. I mean, it's it's a, a ride line. But it is, there's skulls and skeletons. And there, there's and some dark, creepy people. Some flames. And, yeah, and some people scream. Or and whatever. the lights go down really low. And there's chanting that gets really loud. And... It's yeah, but it's a fun ride. It is pretty cool. It's build up it, that doesn't match the rest of the ride. <laughs> this is true, but sometimes you'll see like, oh, look, there's like a, you know, ninety minute wait for Kong for some weird reason, and then just just wait it out, uh, not in line, because all of a sudden I feel like an hour later you'll see it's like forty minutes, yeah, or less, or thirty, yeah, yeah, and that's that's goes good. in waves. I feel like the ride counters in Universal Parks are not accurate. Like No, I think they're always inflated. I think they're terribly inflated. Like Disney World, yeah, if you're if it says ninety minutes, you're probably gonna wait sixty to ninety minutes. Universal, if it says ninety minutes, you're probably waiting forty minutes. That's true. Like, but I feel like at the end of the day, we get to ride more rides yeah. based on our time at uh Universal compared to Disney yeah. World. And that's not just because we've been there lots and are really well versed in how to get around. It's because it just does move faster. That's yeah. true. But anyway, so after Kong, you are there in Jurassic World, which... Jurassic is, World is cool. It's really cool. Um, There's a character encounter there. There is. I love it. Uh, you get you to meet Blue, right? You, there's actually two character encounters. So there's Blue, and then you also get to meet a cute little baby Triceratops. Oh, that's right. They were holding it. It's adorable. It is the coolest puppet. Um, little animatronic. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. And... You can pet it and meet it, and Elliot thinks it's just the greatest thing ever. The encounter with with Blue, the Velociraptor, is a little bit more intense uh, because it is, it's, it's really incredible. (laughs) It's a little too realistic sometimes, and it loves to jump at you. But I mean, if you've got a kid with you who is down for it, wait through the line to meet Blue. It's totally cool. So, um, but there's other things there in Jurassic World too, not just characters. There's of course the Jurassic Park River Adventure, which is like an original, original ride. I remember it was classic. Yeah, when I was little, uh, we went to Universal Studios Hollywood, and I went on it right after it opened. I screamed so much. I still remember my first time ever riding that in California, and the terror of it lives in me to this day. I still can't wait to go to the one in. Uh... Do we see it? it's in is it Hong Kong or Shanghai? Oh yeah, the Shang no Singapore. Singapore. Oh, where actually there's a T Rex that actually chases you. Yeah, it's not on a track. There's like a, a free roaming 
animatronic T-Rex or yeah. Spinosaurus or something like that. We need to figure that. out how to get there. Yeah, so we need to go to Singapore. But that's not what this episode of the podcast is about. <laughs> Our river adventure is really great. You only get wet if you're in the front row, so don't stress it. It's super, super fun. Kids will scream, which is awesome. Always a favorite. Uh, the other thing about it, though, so if you've been, I know I'm making a lot of comparisons to Universal Hollywood. Um, they redid the Jurassic Park uh, river adventure in Hollywood to now have some really cool other like underwater stuff that mm. ties in the new Jurassic World movies. They have not done that here at Islands of Adventure yet. No, it's pretty classic. Yeah, but it still is great. It's still fun. It could use an update, but who cares? Yeah, but it's still fun. It's vintage. Um, the <laughs> One of the funny rides, actually, so there's a lot in Jurassic World. So before we start to talk about like the big ride, um, there's also the Pteranodon Flyers, which you can only do as an adult if you are accompanying a child. And thank goodness we've got kids because it is one of my favorite rides. It only lasts like maybe 40 seconds. <laughs> but you get to, it's like, it's just a hang glider yeah. that takes you up and then you get a soar cool around the park. the park. Yeah, I love it. That's great. So yeah, take a kid and you will have a great time on the Tyrandon Flyers. Yeah. Two kids can go, an adult and kid could go. Yep. Two adults? Nope. Nope, definitely not two adults. Um, and then right there, there's also a really great outdoor play area. <laughs> Oh, Islands that's right, of, yeah. Islands of Adventure is so much better for little kids than studios. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like The whole Jurassic Park playground is amazing. It's got a ropes course and cool things that spray, and you can look for amber in the caves. And I love it. The kids do, too. Yeah. Um, and now, the thing that everybody has been excited about and we've got to do so many times. Oh, we Velociraptor got, is so amazing. The Velocicoaster. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant to say. The Velocicoaster. I know. You kept on seeing with it With Velociraptors. Wrong. Yes, exactly. So um, we got to do it for annual pass holder preview. And then since then, we've got to do it several other times, including, so Elliot, who was our youngest, he just barely made the height requirement. and He was so excited. Oh, well, so at first he was so scared. So like... Chris and Oliver were up there, and they were going through, and I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll just sit here in the child swap area, and we'll watch Camp Cretaceous, and and then Elliot will swap, and he'll go with Chris. And one of the things that's great about how they do child swap, which if you don't know what that is, it's where if you've got a little kid who's too small or doesn't want to do a ride, it's like a special waiting area where a parent can wait with that child. And then the other parent can take, you know, another child and then they swap it out. And then that other child, this is what makes it so cool. The kid who did want to go on it gets to go twice, which is so cool. And Oliver loves that. Loves it. (laughs) So like Chris will take him and then we'll swap spots and then I'll take him again. And he thinks it's, he thinks he's just such a baller. But anyways, no. So I was sitting in there watching Camp Cretaceous in the child swap area with Elliot. And then he just kind of looks at me. He's like, I guess I'll go. And the um, the the team member that heard him was like, okay, let's measure you. And so she came over and measured him, and he cleared it. And before he could change his mind, we went up and got on it. And then as we got locked in, it's a really different sort of roller coaster seat. It's like a kind of like what old roller coaster seats were like. Yeah, there's no shoulder harness. It's yeah. just a lap bar, but a very it's an intense secure lap bar. <laughs> lap bar. And you're very snug in the seats. Yeah. Um, you are very snug, but it is just a lap bar. So it's, which kind of 
when I went on it with Elliot, that kind of tricked him into thinking it wasn't going to be too intense. Because he was like, oh, it doesn't even go over my shoulders. I can do this. But we knew it had loops. Oh, yeah. So then you start it, and we're not going to get into the detail of what happens on it. But it is an incredible coaster. So it's got, does that two launches or three launches? I think maybe three. It, uh, yeah, so it, it goes so fast, so quickly. <laughs> but like I was talking about earlier, this coaster is smooth. Yeah. It is smooth. So even though it's got all of your corkscrews and loops and upside down hanging spots, which uh-huh. is awesome, <laughs> it's so smooth. Yeah. And you don't get off feeling, uh, you know, like your, your neck head. There's some G's in there too. Yeah. Yeah, but like it's it's amazing. Whatever technology that they use on those ride vehicles, man, put that on every roller coaster. That, that coaster is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and with that, the queue is really cool on that one, too. We always talk about the queues. If you don't know what a queue is, a queue is the line you wait in to go on a ride. Q-U-E-U-E. Exactly. So, the queue for Velocicoaster, super cool, and you get to see some Velociraptors up close. It's really... <sighs> Amazing. Um, so, one last land to kind of conquer, um, and then we can talk about some food stuff, right? Um, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Hogsmeade, is located in Islands of Adventure, and it is incredible. Um, while Diagon Alley only has that one primary ride, Hogsmeade actually has what? It's got Hagrid's Magical Creature Motorbike Adventure. It has Harry Potter's Forbidden Journey, where you're in Hogwarts. It's got the um, Flight of the Hippogriff, and then there's also the Hogwarts Express comes in there, and all that's just right there in Hogsmeade. So it's got four attractions in that land. Yeah, four attractions, but then a a huge area, too, that really looks like you're in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Also, really good food. Um, Universal does their food really well. They do have good food. And I really enjoy the three broomsticks. It's not as good as the leaky cauldron, but it is quite acceptable. It is acceptable. I mean, well, we're, we're talking about the Wizarding World, so we'll save the other restaurant. But there is, is one uh, award-winning theme park restaurant in Universal. Yeah. That is usually our go-to. Yes. But if you're in Wizarding... I can't, I can't say it It's either. hard. Wizarding World of Harry Potter. If you're in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter... The three broomsticks is a great option. And then also the hogshead is right there too, which is really cool if you're an adult because it is the Harry Potter bar where you can get special beers that you can only get in hogshead. I've never been there. Yes, you have. With me. To hogshead? Yeah. I promise you've been there. It has the big hogshead on there. That was the place that we got butterbeer that very first time when the kids tried it and they were grossed out by it. That was in the hogshead. Oh, okay. So kids can go there. Kids can go there. Yes. Sorry. Did I say they couldn't? You said they couldn't. So that's why well, I was confused because I hadn't been to an adults only place. And yeah, well, Hogshead is pretty darn cool. And it's got some nice outdoor seating, which kind of gets you away from the crowds in Hogsmeade because it gets pretty busy in there. And it's nice to be able to grab your beer and then go sit on the back patio and still be, you know, immersed in Harry Potter, but then also have kind of a slight view into the rest of the park. Got it. Okay. I think it's pretty great. So, of all the rides, though, 
in Hogsmeade. Which is your favorite? Oh, it's it's definitely um, Hagrid's. Hagrid's. I yeah. Can't tell. yeah. Hagrid's is amazing. So we were talking about the Velocicoaster being smooth. Hagrid's is also smooth, and it's a very different sort of coaster because, you know, it, it's again, it's only got the the lap. What do you call them? Not lap buckles. I call it lap bar. Lap lap bar, lap restraint. Um, and on one side of it, you get to hold on to handlebars. And if you're the passenger... Like you're you, a motorcycle. Yeah, like it's a motorcycle. And then if you're the passenger, you get to sit in the sidecar and just like hold on for dear life. <laughs> but it's it's really cool. It has several different accelerations, just like Velocicoaster does. But it goes through this whole... Not necessarily a complete story, but it feels very story element esque and that you you get to see haggard you get to see lots of different creatures. creatures you get to experience the ride backwards a little bit it, yeah you can't give away that there's uh, yeah some there, cool there's some the really great surprises surprise you yeah yeah and it is i think it's the boys favorite oh yeah they they'll right. if it says in 120 minutes they'll wait for it yeah like and yeah. but sometimes you can get what is it like when you when you have the app open and you want to like reserve a spot oh, in line. Yeah, so Hagrid's and I think if you don't have the Express does it too. Past. You can do the virtual queue. Virtual queue. That's so, what it is. That's yeah. very helpful. Instead of having this crazy crazy line that winds all the way out of Hogsmeade and like into the whole lost continent, that's kind of like the Greek section of the park. Uh, you can do the virtual queue, which I think they open it it's every like 2 hours or something like that. Like a when the park opens and they do it again at 11 and then they open it again at one, um, you can basically save your spot. And then when you come back, you just show them, Oh, I'm in this virtual queue with these people. And then they let you into the actual queue. So instead of having to wait through the entire craziness of it, you still have to wait a significant amount of time, but not quite so bad. And yeah, good, good call. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's very helpful. Another ride that I do enjoy. It's funny. It only lasts 17 seconds. But it's flight of the hip grip. <laughs> flight of the hip grip. I think it's awesome. You know, it's a it's a good it's a good filler ride. Yeah, I mean, it looks like you're riding in a wicker basket, which is hilarious. But it is a tiny roller coaster that really packs a punch, and it is only 17 seconds. And it's so cool. You get great views of Hogwarts and across Hogsmeade. It's fun. I love it. It's worth the 15 minute wait because it's never really more than it's that, not, even if it yeah. says it is. Yeah, and the but, kids love it. Yeah. And then the last ride that's in there is um, the Harry Potter's Forbidden Journey, which... Oh, yeah. I love that. Well, the best part of that is the, the queue. Yeah, yeah. And you, you get a wander through Hogwarts, and you actually get to go through all of these places that you are totally familiar with because they look exactly like the movie. It's so cool. From, like, Dumbledore's study to, like, the hall with all the paintings. Yeah, I was going to say all the talking paintings. Yeah. Gosh, it's really cool. And Jennifer French. Of course. Yeah. So um, I think that... If you get nauseous, you could probably ride it once and call it good. Uh, if you get nauseous and just want to go through the whole Hogwarts experience, do that and then don't board the ride. <laughs> it's that simple. Um, it's worth going through the whole queue just to see it, and it's amazing. But um, you don't have to ride it if you don't want to because you will get sick. It's one of those immersive experiences that is mixed with real-life action. So It's so cool. You might all of a sudden be upside down. But then You're like trying to catch a snitch. Yeah, it's 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 amazing and nauseating. Um, so, anyways, so let's chat now since I think we covered all the attractions in the park. Most of them, I feel. Like. Yeah. Oh, so we didn't talk about it in this episode, but we did in our Universal Studios one, Hogwarts Express. 
So you also, you can catch that in Hogsmeade and it will take you back over to Universal Studios into the Diagon Alley area. Um, but you can only ride that if you have a ticket for both parks. So like I said, we already talked about this in another episode, but you can't just like, if you have a one park, one day ticket that is only good for Islands of Adventure, you can't use that to ride the Hogwarts Express. So if that's something that's important to you, it's something where you have to either have your annual pass or you need to have a ticket that is for two parks in one day. And there's lots of different types of tickets that you can get. So as long as you've got one that allows you to hop back and forth between parks, you can ride the Hogwarts Express, but you can't just show up and be like, hey, it's a ride in this park, I'm gonna ride it. You have to have the right type of ticket. Yeah, and they'll yeah. let you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so food, there's lots and lots of food. There's a lot of options. Yeah, and I, I, and we don't eat, we don't, frequent them all we don't frequent them all but there's a few that i've been to a couple times so we talked about three broomsticks that's in hogsmeade that's mm-hmm. good um you want to talk about your favorite yeah my favorite is is mythos so it's actually an award-winning full-service restaurant and uh it's in this really amazing place it's like a uh um, carved out like rock sculpture uh, it's super cool. It looks like a whole bunch of Greek gods that are spilling waterfalls out of its mouth. Exactly. And when you go through like the, the entrance to it, it's like you're going into a cave through these tunnels and it's like you're in a, a cavern in terms of where you're... But then there's uh, beautiful mosaic tile work and sculptures inside. Yeah. And you can eat uh, either inside or outside, which is great. Uh, and then they have really great food. So yeah. the, the quality of the food is good. And there's... Uh, you can get like handhelds. You can also get like entrees. And the quality of the food is worth the price. So when you look at some of the prices, you're spending maybe like two dollars more than you would at one of the pickup food places, which has less than desirable food. Yeah, yeah. Right outside. Um, highly recommend reservations. Totally. Although sometimes you can just squeeze a spot in too yeah. at the same time if you just go up and ask. Yeah. So kind of like we were mentioning it with the Universal City Walk, dining reservations in theme parks have really become an important thing. So whether you're doing Universal or Disney World or Disneyland, whatever it is, uh, actually making your reservations as soon as you know that you're gonna be in the park is a really smart way to make sure you can actually have a nice sit down meal instead of having to do some sort of grab and go. And Mythos, gosh, they they book out pretty far in advance. Like there's been times when I've called a couple weeks in advance and they're like, nope, yeah. we don't have anything until six or something like that. So it's totally worth it to eat there. Um, the other place that I really like, and I've been there a couple times, is Confisco, which is, it's kind of in... It's That's in the, tor- isn't towards the entrance? Yeah, it's, it's what they call the port of entry area, and it l- just looks like this kind of magical, whimsical, explorer's, like, kind of boulevard. There's lots of shops and, and some other restaurant things. There's a really cool Christmas store there. <laughs> oh, that's right. But, um... No, Confisco actually has a really wonderful, really diverse menu, really good food. Um, if you have an annual pass, they've got a special kind of area for you. <laughs> so you might be um, might have better luck being able to get a, a, a meal. But I really like Confisco for, um, it's got Asian food, Middle Eastern food. Yeah. It's got American food. It's got great variety. I think we went through, uh, I can't speak. We went there with mom and dad. Yeah. I oh, like. and so, and then I've been there with friends also. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things about it, though, is that Confisco is consistently the coldest place in oh. Islands of Adventure. 
like if you're going to dine there, make sure you have a jacket because on a hot day, its AC works better than anywhere else in the park. Good to know when it's really hot outside. Yeah, so that can be something that is just a lifesaver for some people and can be so uncomfortable for others. <laughs> so, um, is there anything else that you think we need to talk about with Islands of Adventure? I think we really we covered a lot, and I think we covered our, our highlights. Yeah, uh, you know about it. Yeah, the only other thing that I would kind of hit on one more time because we we talked about this in the studios. Uh, episode and our other Universal Orlando Resort episode is the Express Pass is something that you can add on to your ticket and I think it can be totally worth it if you want to make sure that you can get on all the rides you want to do. Wow, Express has gone up in price. Holy moly. So (laughs) uh, Universal Express, while it used to be just $50, looks like it is now about $90 a day. Um, or for the unlimited where you can, so the standard one, you can, you're, you can't just ride the same ride over and over and over. Like you can have an express entrance, like once to each ride like that. The unlimited one, which is a hundred dollars per person per day, that one, you can do anything as many times as you want. And it doesn't necessarily put you at the very front of the line, but you get to go through the express line, which jumps you way ahead of everybody else. So I would say it saves you 80% on your time. Yeah. And because we're local, I would never buy it. Yeah. But if we weren't local and we're spending already kind of a chunk of change to go have if a really amazing... If we're spending thousands of dollars for a universal vacation... <laughs> I would have to have that to make sure I could maximize the, the time at the park, for yeah. sure. And I mentioned this it's in a different it. episode, too, is that if you're staying in one of the, the premium resort hotels, which is like... Uh, Portofino or uh, the Hard Rock, you can book your um, stay to include Express Pass, and that actually can be a huge savings for you. Because I mean, if you're spending ninety bucks a person times four people, you know, for two or three days, the amount that you will save by booking a premium resort that includes it is totally worth it. So might as well book the nicer place if you're going to be buying that anyways. So. All right, I think that's everything. I think we have exhausted everything that we can talk about with Universal Orlando until Epic Universe opens in the future, which we are not close to that yet. So <laughs> maybe we've we'll got have some time. Yeah, we've got some time. Uh, stay tuned or tune back in for more stuff all about Orlando and Florida and national parks. We've got a lot of things happening. We're actually getting ready to go to Maine in the winter, so I'm sure we'll record a podcast episode about that because it's going to be freezing. So cold. But it's going to be beautiful. So stay tuned. Be sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have anything you want us to record an episode about, go over to the blog at twotraveldads.com and leave us a message or a comment, and we will happily consider it and produce an episode about it. So, cool. All right. All right. Have a good rest of your day, and we will see you later. See ya. Two Travel Dads podcast is created by Rob and Chris Taylor in St. Augustine, Florida. We'd love to answer your questions here on the podcast, providing both our experience and stories to share our own insights into whatever you're wondering about. Visit twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes to leave your questions and to check out past episodes and show notes. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and have an awesome day.